0: says we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb. There in any other way we're going to get victory other than the blood. That's our beginning and our end. And the word of our testimony. Individually that works. We have conquering power through what we testify about. But I believe it's our testimony. As we testify to one another, we give each other conquering power through his spirit. Um. So, without further ado, whoever has something in their heart to testify about, come up here. What we'll do is we'll leave the mic here, and so if you're a little bit shorter, like Karis, um, I can single out my wife like that. Then just pull it down to you. If you're taller, just push it up.
1: Yeah, I was already up, so I figured I'd go on and do it here. Um. Yeah, when two weeks ago, the basic theme. For for me personally, was healing and um, dealing with a lot of different things. You guys are aware of that, and um, and so over the last two weeks, there's been a sort of a continuation of that, um, and some really sort of strange but good things. <laughs> uh, it, this was like Thursday of last week. Deb had stepped out to do something. I was watching some home improvement show, as I tend to do. And I'm sitting here watching this thing, and all of a sudden I'm hearing two programs at the same time. Now, you guys, you know. I mean, that's just, like, ridiculous. I don't even know how that happens. But it was. And I could tell, I started focusing on what was in the background instead of what was the Home Improvement Show. And it was somebody that was talking about healing. And I'm sitting here trying to figure did okay, I didn't even know how to get to the other thing. And I still don't know what I did, but eventually I did get to the other thing and cut the other one off. And it was just a really powerful conversation this lady was having with her mother about healing and how the Lord heals and, and just testimony of how he heals and which was, it was just, uh, not accident. I mean, it was just an amazing thing. Okay. And it was very good. It was uplifting. It was from the Lord. No question in my mind. Period. So then Deb comes in and we were talking and she had listened to that same day, that morning. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dutch Sheets and his give him 15. He does this sort of, sort of a podcast kind of thing, but it's literally, you can actually watch it as well. All different kinds of topics. He's anointed. Um, Well, this day, he Deb was listening to this. He says, one of my favorite books is Christ the Healer. And that stuck with Deb. She told me about it. And lo and behold, that was actually... (laughs) Okay, so i got to explain. We read like the first chapter of this. And it was so much what Bob Neff, my father-in-law, Deb's dad, Travis's granddad... The way he taught, it was just like, it was almost like him talking. And so then we talked, mentioned that to Desmar. Oh yeah, that was one of Bob's favorite books. And, and we've not gotten, I mean, this thing is so cram packed of meat and scripture reference and so forth. It's a slow read because it's just, it's just deeping, going in deep, soaking in deep, but it is so good, so good. And it's an old book. I mean, it's like, early 1900s, this guy is a compilation of his sermons about healing. Anyway, bottom line, the Lord has just been going, and I can't ignore what's coming next week. This video that we're showing, and how it talks about miracles, and I know, I haven't seen it, but I know that's partially healing ministry, because we're going to do some of that as well. And so there's just just like a Confluence of all a bunch of different strands coming together and the Lord continues just to speak about this. So I'm just want you to encourage you just to, to join in and get before the Lord and seek Him about what exactly He's doing, certainly in, in your life, but what He's doing in dwelling ministries as we go forward to next weekend. Okay.
2: Tagging off of the healing. Uh, and also thinking at the retreat, one of the big lines that we said the whole week is chewing the cud. And, um, that really stuck with me. And as I was reflecting more on it, um, through the next weeks, uh, the Lord was kind of speaking to me about, well, lots of times you chew on the cud, but you're chewing on the weeds and you're not chewing on my sweet grass. And, um, I haven't been feeling great for a while, and and I know in my mind that I'm supposed to um, speak the word and speak the truth and speak what God said about me, but it's really hard when you're having symptoms, but he was really speaking to me about... You're going to feel worse if you just keep focusing on how you're feeling. If what you're chewing is your symptoms and why am I, why don't I feel better? And, and, and why is this? I don't really ask why is this happening, but just God was just speaking to me. You know the word. You know what you're supposed to do, but chew on that. Chew on the sweet grass and I will give you peace. And he's promised his healing you know he's promised it and then when i was reading the book Christ the Healer by it's by ff F. bosworth um he had a um, verse from proverbs that he focused on see if i yeah i know where it is that he said was critical and it was proverbs 420 to 22 and it this was kind of went with the chewing on the cud he said it's attend to my words And attend means attend. Don't just read them, but attend to them. Incline thine ear to my sayings. So listen, attend, listen to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. So (laughs) it's not just a matter of, okay, I read it, I hear it. He said, don't let them depart from your eyes. That means that maybe they have to be plastered all over your house. Maybe that's what I need. Um but don't let them depart, and keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, and just chewing on his word, chewing on his promises. Um, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You know, he's talking about how this is a key to healing. You've got to attend to God's word, not while you feel, or not what people say. Know what doctors say, even though we go to doctors and I do, but we've got to attend to what he says. Don't let it depart from you. Don't let it leave your heart because it will be health to your flesh.
3: Healing has been on my heart for a really long time. And when they invited us to come and get individual prayer, you know, one of the things that they said is we can. Activate you, or they said something along those lines. We can pray into what. And I have this thing that sometimes my right hand shakes when we're in praise and worship, or we're, and I know it has something to do with healing, but I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that. So when I was there, I just went to them and said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I know it has something to do with healing. I, I don't, I don't know, but would you pray over me and would you activate that in me? And so they did. And so I'm on this journey too, you know, and I've been reading books too, kind of like you have. And I think this is coming. I think this is something God really wants. He, and he needs for those of us that are kind of getting some strength in it to be praying for those that are, cause when you're in the middle of it, you're not, it's hard to be the one praying, but that's our job. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing for one another. If there's something going on, we're supposed to be reaching out to those that are around us that are in the faith community to be praying in, in faith for them. So I just, I don't know, it's interesting that there seems to be an underlying theme I didn't know about.
4: So one of the things from the retreat which the Falls talked about was you know a lot of times when you go to retreat you automatically feel like, Okay, what do I have to do now? It's like you go to you wanna go to a retreat to to connect with God and and just be filled and encouraged and but a lot of times, at least for myself, I'll speak for myself, that you can go and kind of feel like you almost leave sometimes. Kind of jacked up and you know excited, but also kind of burdened like not doing enough. You know, what else do I need to do? Um and I felt like David did such a good job and, and I'm gonna kind of parlay this into something that just has impacted me. Was you know, like what I challenge you or I guess exhort you to do is not feel like, okay, you need to do all these different things. Like just to be, you know, just to be with God and just to and to me, when he was saying that, it just was resonating and encouraging me to continue with this availability with the Holy Spirit. And I feel like if we really step back and, and just like look at God and look at Jesus, I think a lot of the things we carry, a lot of the things that like I know that I carry of like what I feel like I have to do or I need to do to get to a certain point or to like fulfill a promise that God has for me it's like I really can let go and just have that availability with him and just believe, like truly believe and trust that, that he's able. And Travis actually prayed this over me when we were there as well, which was encouraging. It's like, look, you can just be available and just rest and know that God knows how to move you where he wants you to go. He knows how to get your attention. Whether it's like downloading something in you where it's just like a revelation where it's like, oh, dude, this is like an epiphany or whatever you want to call it, where it's so clear and a lot of times you may be thinking, well, this is just my natural desire, where it's like, well, God works in our natural desires. And he He actually, like, when we become more one with him, it's like his desires become more one with our desires. We actually figure out our desires as we just trust that he's actually doing that within us. And we can trust those are actually his desires as we're walking with him. So that was one thing. And also, too, it's like, or then he can just put something in our path, which is so clear, where it's like, Look, I'm sending you the invitation. All you have to do is the RSVP. It's very clear. So that, to me, was just like it helped me because a lot of times when you're not seeing things, as Aunt Debbie was talking, happen in the moment, and you're tarrying for something and believing something, believing a promise, it's easy to be like, all right, I'm just, okay, maybe this isn't of God. But, you know, I'm reminded of Anna in Scripture. She just tarried. You know, She tarried for the promise, and it came into fruition. So something that I, I gathered. And also one more thing... um, I saw a woman that I actually had in high school and I told her I'd tell you all this and I haven't and I just haven't had a chance to. Her name is Janet Gayhart. Travis and I both had her in, in high school. She's a math teacher and she does, uh, mentoring at Nicholasville Elementary. It's like 30 minutes once a week. And she was just, she's been laboring for this and she's like, look, I really, I really, really want people to partner with me. I think it would be great. Like, I just can't do that throughout the week. I have a job. I just can't. Um, but I told her I would at least let you all know she's looking for mentors. It literally, it's once 30 minutes for first graders who are disadvantaged. And you basically stay with them throughout the year. Um, play board games with them, hang out in Nicholasville Elementary. It's right there near downtown in Nicholasville. So if you're interested at all, if God puts that on your heart, again, no burden at all, that's one of the things David said. Don't burden yourself with something that God's not given you grace to do. But if there is a grace, if you feel like serving, in that capacity, then, um, you can either let me know. I can give the information to Karis, which she's good at disseminating with. No, I'm kidding. But we have a Facebook page or whatever. Maybe I can, but anyway, yes, come let me know. I can give you her information if you're interested at all. So.
5: Hey guys. <laughs> um, I, the word of healing that everybody's been speaking has really resonated with me. Um, I received healing at the retreat from the falls. They prayed for me. And um, the Lord just restored some things that um, the enemy had stolen from me, that I had allowed myself um, and my struggles in the past to just, like, um, that I, yeah, that I, yeah, that it just, that that had been taken from me that I would let go of or whatever. Um, and God's really been just doing this Work of healing and restoration in me, but the thing that has con- that stuck out for me, I think the word for me personally has just been one of faithfulness, just the Lord's continued enduring faithfulness and His presence with us, um, and that's that's a part of what His healing is. Is His it's His His love for us and His continued in enduring faithfulness to us here in the moment in the present, and um, just. Inviting us to take steps of faith, inviting us to just, um, to step into the life that he's designed us to have and to, to receive from him, to, to receive his love and his goodness and his faithfulness. Um, and I've, I've been having a really, really hard time trusting God. Um, just that's, that's one of the big attacks of the enemy is just him trying to steal my rest, the enemy. Um, and God just keeps showing up again and again and again. And just like blowing my mind and I I still find myself like asking God, God, like, where are you? And he's like, I'm right here. And I'm like, oh yeah. (laughs) And then five seconds later, I'll turn around and be like, God, where are you? And he's like, I'm still here, man. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, And that's just, that's just been his walk is him teaching me that he's here with me and that, that he loves me and that he's never going to change, that his faithfulness endures forever, that he is merciful from generation to generation, from people to people across the ages, um, and just, like, he's good. And that doesn't change regardless of what you've done, regardless of your person or your circumstance, just his goodness and faithfulness endure forever. And that's just really, I am, God is helping me to receive that Um, yeah, we just, he's good.
3: Hey
6: guys. Um, so this, this is not retreat related, although the retreat was amazing. Um, but I thought it was cool because you shared that, um, verse about Satan being defeated by the blood of the Lamb and also the word of the testimony, word of our testimony. And I was at a shop yesterday talking with a shop owner and I ended up being there an hour although the shop was tiny and we just talked the whole time and um I was telling this man about the movie that I had just seen which we're watching next week which I wanted to watch ahead of time because I don't like showing people things that I have not seen myself and um I also tend to be a little bit of a skeptic opposites attract <laughs> Travis is definitely not a skeptic and, um, so I wanted to see this film send proof before we showed a whole bunch of people it. Um, so we, I, we watched the film and I can't, I don't want to tell you guys everything because I want you to watch it with us next week. But, um, it's so good. Not because I guess I was expecting, um, kind of this argumentative, like, apologetics of why we should believe this instead of this and I don't really like that because it it makes me all antsy for one and then Then it, it, it also makes me want to argue with it. Like, whatever it is they're saying, I will argue about it in my head. And I just find that really frustrating. Like, it's, it's anxiety provoking for me. It drives me nuts. And then I want to process it. And Trav doesn't really like to argue with me. I don't know why he wouldn't (laughs) enjoy arguing with me. But it's just not fun, you know, for most people to engage in arguments. So, um, that's what I was expecting. But that's not what the movie offers. So, um, if you have friends, who tend to be a little bit skeptical like me. You can feel free to bring them, not because they will be convinced of something, but because the way that they show the movie is very inviting to everyone. And the man who writes the, not writes the documentary, produced the documentary, um he calls himself a skeptic, not in the sense of, you know, some people are like professional skeptics and they just write about all the things they're skeptical about. But just by nature, he tends to be a little bit skeptical. And at the end of the movie, which I will give away a little bit, but at the end of the documentary, he says, um, and he gets choked up when he said it, but he says, um, you know, Thomas doubted. But Jesus didn't say, like, leave me, you terrible person. He said, <laughs> you know, put your hand in my side and feel for yourself. And then Thomas went on to plant churches and do all kinds of cool things. Um, so it was it was just an encouragement. I felt like the movie was. It just invites everybody to the table. And And he also says, I could be wrong about some of the things that I feel like I learned on this journey. I'm just presenting to you what I found because there's great mystery in God. Um, some people will see something and some people will see something else. And it was really interesting talking with Zion. She watched the whole thing with us, just like, <laughs> you know, and, and they show, like, they portray, honestly, um, places where people went out to deceive people because of power or money or they themselves were deceived for all kinds of different things. And so showing her that everything she sees if if it be in the church or in somebody in authority, does not mean that it's true, does not mean that it's right. And, and working through that with her was, um, was interesting. And it can be a little scary because kids can think in black and white and opening them up to the world of gray <laughs> is, um, is scary. But all that to say is it was a really good movie. And this is why I was in there for an hour with this poor man, um, at his shop. And, um, when I finished telling him about about it all, he started sharing about his family and his daughter who just gotten remarried and her husband had died and and um it, anyway, it was a beautiful story and he said I just wanted to share my story because I because our testimonies um something about our testimonies really help other people. Anyway, it just all kind of came full circle and um I'm glad we're doing this tonight sharing um sharing the words of our testimony in the movie again i'm not going to give this part away but that's a big part of something that happens in the movie is is the stepping out and the sharing of the testimonies so there it is
7: um i was really resonating with what you shared debbie um it feels like um i'm trying not to lose my train of thought even as i start to talk about it right um I feel like in the last week I'm like passing through like a bad dream of my la- my past traumas a little bit which is like I'm not going like, to get way into that but like um little context when I was in high school I was very similar to how I am now um very good at planning ahead and very driven overly driven um very prideful um and so I had, you know, it, when it came time to pick colleges and all that stuff, I was, like, wheeling and dealing. Um And I had all these special funds and all these things. And a big part of that story was that uh those fell through, and that's how I ended up here, was I said, well, I guess I'll go to, you know, a city on a hill. And I, like, rolled my eyes. <laughs> um, And I kind of... So the most recent season has been... I felt challenged by God to walk in new confidence. I've been healed of the things that kind of made those tendencies not healthy and to kind of have an eye for thinking of, you know, like I I lived most of my life with y'all kind of like keeping my head way away from planning about anything ever being really, anyway, um, but I've been shocked when I, I did all these applications. I applied for roughly $400,000 in grants and scholarships, and I just got back basically all rejections over the last couple weeks. Um, so that's the, like, whoa. And I've been shocked at how tempted I've been to revert to the same reaction of kind of resentment and anger um, and... I feel like that's where I resonate with what you're saying. It's like at the same time I felt a grace in my life to not. I felt a grace to chew on that sweet grass. Um but the weeds feel really everywhere in a way. And so it's it's still kind of a wrestle. Um uh, so the other day I was I always look for like a song to, you know, express my heart to God and um I was really feeling kind of the mixture of the two feelings, uh, and I came around to this song that, uh, y'all remember Stacey Zweifel wrote, and she played for us, and it really impacted people. And, um, the, the bridge of it goes like, You are my life now. And I kind of started there with that, just kind of almost in like the, a similar place to how I was, kind of rolling my eyes, and just like, You're my life now. You're my life now. But then I remembered the chorus of it, and it really cut me deep in a good way. And, and I felt that, um, that sweetness, you know, um, in the Song of Solomon, it says, um, his lips are like lilies dripping with myrrh. That there's like purity and, and sweetness to the words of God, but there's the bitterness of his suffering. That's kind of what I experienced, cause, uh, and I'll sing the tune of it for you, like, the the chorus goes, um Would you take more? Would you take more of me? You can have all. You can have all my life, God. Because I want you more than all of the earth could bring. You are my treasure. I found my treasure. And I... Was just like torn to shreds by that. Uh, that, and you know, I, and I, I, it was convicting, like I was like, you know, um, yeah, that's, I think that's the sweet grass sometimes. It is that bitterness and the, it's the bitter sweetness of, of, of saying, I don't have any other cup to drink of than yours, Jesus, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna delight in it and ask to be changed. I feel like, um, many of us are kind of standing in a gap like that. And my encouragement, um, to y'all, um, is I think there's, there's a, a real place of intimacy, um, and surrender that, um, he's not going to force us into, but he is, he will welcome us into. Um, and that's what I don't really know the answer to a lot of questions. And I feel God's challenging me to keep going, not just like give up and stuff. Um, but I feel that that's like the sugar cane is remembering to while I'm still moving forward, while I'm not being defeated, just say, Would you have more of me? Would you have more of me? You're the treasure. I have, I have the treasure. And it's not, it's not just the blessings, but it's, it's you, Lord.
8: Hey everyone. Um, a couple things to share. One, one of the, uh, more like obvious things that happened in my heart and mind life over the retreat was, uh, um, David, uh, perceived that I am, have timidity that I often communicate from a place of fear and timidity. And that was like quite significant because then once he like named it, then I could start seeing it all over the place. I'm sending someone a text message and how do I word this? And I'm like, actually afraid of how it'll be received. It's like this, hey, how are you? And I'm afraid of how that'll be received by the other person. And uh, so like, I like live, have lived with that like for years, like maybe, decades I'm not sure but so it's just that was like great to have him call that out and and now I can like like oh I'm being timid okay how should I say this instead okay and then I'll just say it like I'm not afraid (laughs) and or like in conversation or different things different moments so that's been great um some uh some news Rachel and I have no idea what's next that's maybe not news, but I graduate in May. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed over the past couple of years, uh, since the last time I graduated, is that it's like God has been stripping us of our desires. So we, like, don't know how He's leading us, where we're going, what we're going to do. It's like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, eh, I'm not. Really, Rachel? Do you want to do that? Uh, no, I thought you liked that kind of thing. Mm, I don't know. Like we just we just feel like totally at a loss. Really, like, we just have no idea what's next. We feel like the the whole world is open to us in a sense. We don't know if we're we're gonna move out of the little apartment we're in. We know that, but but we don't like we really don't know. But we are exploring something, and so we're we. We've booked a trip to England where there's a ministry called Battelle, and it is a rehab ministry for people uh, coming off addictions and stuff or homelessness, and so we're going to visit there in June, and we're hopeful that we can come home with some sense of whether that is what we want or if something else is what we want or how we feel the lord is leading us but we really don't know but just so you all know that and you can be praying for us and so we're we are a little bit excited about the trip so that's kind of nice to be a little bit excited about it but one one more thing I'll share is I've been reading Exclusion and Embrace uh by Miroslav Volf and I highly recommend it it is a bit heady it's a bit thick reading have you read it And, uh, it, but it's really good. And, uh, it's basically, like, exposing how little love I have. And I already have known that for a while, but just in fresh ways of just how, um, so much of my relationships with other people, especially people who are different, or, more particularly people that I would consider myself having animosity with or towards or from, especially that um, we aren't accepted by God based on our moral accomplishments. And other people, we're not called to receive other people based upon... Their moral accomplishments. And, uh, so it's kind of like, how can I hug Hitler, in a sense? And whoever Hitler might be for each of us. Um, and, but, and then another part of it is recognizing the Hitler in me. And only by the grace of God, uh, but am I not? But yet, realizing, oh man, I am like, Wicked to the core in so many ways. It's just totally the grace and mercy of God that I, I, uh, am not as horribly evil as I could be. And the uh, stuff just keeps coming up. And it's almost, um, releasing, relieving when I like notice like really evil thoughts in my mind or just ways I respond to Rachel when it's like, why am I being like that? And it's kind of releasing because like, oh, right, it's because I'm actually like evil, like in my nature. I'm not. I'm a saint. I'm cleansed by the blood, but I actually have a really ugly nature. And so that's just like natural. Okay, Jesus, help me. And it's just like, yeah, Lord, I give you my brokenness because I'm broken and you love me. And here, have my brokenness and help me to not be broken anymore. So I share that with you.
9: Um, I, I don't remember if he gave us this picture or not when he was speaking at, um, the retreat, but I coming back from Montana, I was like, okay, God, I'm ready to get down to business. Let's go to work. <laughs> I'm like, and so I feel like I've just been looking for fruit or just laboring, you know, for fruit in my life. Cause I'm like, I'm done living for myself. I'm not a teenager anymore. I'm not that interesting. I'm an adult. I should give back to the world. <laughs> and so, um, I I think I just kind of found myself like weeping over the oil I've been pouring out to Jesus. Like, is it good enough? Is it good? Is this good? Like, do you like it? <laughs> um, and during the retreat, um, I was just thinking about how He was just inviting us to be. Um, really kind of hit home for me. I was like, oh, I've had really sweet seasons where I was so okay with just being. And I feel very anxious about doing right now, um, and I just felt reinvited to think about: Do you want to be a rake in the hand of God, or would you rather be His daughter? Um, and so that's been a challenge for me too. Um, do you want to be useful, or do you just want to be a family member? Um, and so it's been good just to kind of reevaluate and come back to that.
0: If you shared, I'd like you to come up, please. And I'm going to test you, get in your order. So Uncle Tim would be here first. then Aunt Debbie. Then Laura. Then Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I appreciate all of you guys sharing and I I really think what you shared helped you and helped us. Um, It's interesting because the Bible verse that was on my heart before coming here tonight was, uh, it's from Psalm 107. It says, he sent his word and healed them. God sends his word uh, to bring healing. Yes, physical healing. uh, But whatever kind of healing, God sends it. Uh, to us through his word. So I was just listening, and I thought this might be encouragement for you guys to just kind of pull something out from each one of them. You may have gotten something totally different, um, and it's really not even most important to have something specifically in our cranium, because the spirit is a demonstration of power. He, he uses words and things that are logical, but it's, it's more about Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. He breathed on them. It's not like they broke down the breath. You know, they just received. Um, anyway, so I'm going to share with each one of you a word that stuck out from what these guys were sharing. And hopefully, uh, this will bring further encouragement to you and to you. So, the word that stood out uh, from Uncle Tim was healing. Okay? And that's, that's something that God's really focused on, today, especially that Psalm 107 was on. Uh, my heart, that specific verse, he sent the word and healed them. Um, and Aunt Debbie's um, was simply the word. because She was talking about chewing the cud and she was talking about speaking what God says, the word. And it's cool because that goes together, he sent his word and healed him. When I was thinking about what Laura says, she was testifying about her right hand, so I just thought of hand. And Jesus often healed through laying on his hands. He would put his hand on somebody's eye. I don't know if Jesus was left-handed or right handed. But right hand, are you right-handed? Yeah. So right hand just to me represents strength and authority, but it's also what we use to reach out. Okay? So our healing that he sends via his word to us, or that he does by putting his right hand on our hearts, give is a good given to you. You guys have, have right hand. You guys have healing power. And it may be for physical healing, like it seems that God's stirring up. And Laura, I believe he calls all of us to, to lay our hands on the sick and watch them recover. But some, says Paul says, have a specific gift for healing. But we all are channels of healing. Um, and so for Michael, uh, what the word that stood out was rest. And like David uh, taught us the retreat, uh, You're coming to this retreat to rest in God. And He wants to even send you out to do your work in a spirit of rest. Um, For Karis, it was testify.
3: Testimony.
0: You have something to testify by. You have a testimony. And I don't care what you think, if it's less than, I don't care if you think yours is better (laughs) than. Probably not the best uh, approach to (laughs)
3: have.
0: Look, to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. You have something in you. You have a word that He has sent to you and through you, it'll bring healing. You have a testimony that will overcome the enemy in your life and somebody else's life. The word for Nicholas was restoration. And that's all bound up in healing. If we have some kind of wound or deformity in our hearts, God wants to bring restoration. He wants to bring physical restoration, spiritual res- restoration, mental, emotional restoration. Restoration. And uh, for Zach, the word that actually stood out to me was resist.
5: Yeah.
0: Resist the devil he will flee from you. The enemy was trying to like... Devour Zach's heart. He was trying to speak lies over Zach and trying to pull him into his past. But Lot's wife was never called to look back. We're called to look forward. That way we don't become like the the pillar of salt that's not gonna do us or anybody else any good. He was resisting the devil. And he's resisting it and peace is coming into his heart. Even in some, in the midst of pain, so resist, and uh, for for Trenton, um, there were actually a, a couple words, but the, the one that stuck out when it was out in the end was treasure. No, um, well, that was for yours. Yeah. Uh, that, that was another one for his treasure. Um, but Trenton testified about love that's the whole goal of our lives that's, that's the beginning and the end of life and I am praying that, like Paul prayed in Philippians 1, I prayed that your love would abound what would it look like if our love here began to abound I'm not like trying to be hard on us or like say we're a bunch of punks, but also like Trent said hey we got this wicked nature that wars against love We've got the rock-hard, sinful nature, the worst gets low. But we're looking to God, we're looking to the one who does heal our brokenness, who restores us. And it makes us, you've heard me use this phrase before, and David, I've used it a lot. He wants us to be like liquid lava love. that melts somebody else's heart. You know, lava will just melt whatever's in the path. The the liquid lava love of God, The abundant agape of Allah would just melt whatever's in our path. And
3: that's
0: different than being a fire hidden dragon. You know, spewing out curses and hatred. This is the redeemed version of that. So as God's pouring that out of Trenton and stirring up the volcano of the the love of God in Trenton, it's going to erupt. May He do the same for you and um for megan uh oh coming back ah relationship because on her heart it's like oh God, being ready we'd rather be a rake, or we'd rather be a dog rather be a tool or feminine and so may god yeah. let us see the first thing first we We're children that We're his bride. We're the focus of his his gaze. We're number one in his heart. Um, And the cool thing is, we actually do have a desire. There's a desire that's right in Megan and in you to be a tool, to be useful. But your functionality comes out of the relationship. The more you come into the relationship with God, the more functional you become. It's a good thing to be functional just don't want to put that in the first place. So thank you guys all for sharing, for blessing us. And may we all go with more conquering grace. May God a peace soon and very soon. Please, soon Lord, Christ take under your feet. All right, thank you all. All right, before Matthew comes up, got one more thing on my heart. Um. So you all know uh, Zach's always in the house. we got another Zach in the house tonight, okay? I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but um, would you just mind coming up in a couple minutes to share why are you here tonight and anything else that's, you know, transpired? I, I've got a
10: little, a little Any, Anything else? There's a lot. There is a lot else that has been going on in my life. Uh, I'm Zach. Uh, I'm, I'm an MDiv student at Asbury, and... Davey and I were literally just in an intensive together, um, that kind of wrecked my world, so that was pretty awesome. Um, but I guess what's been, (laughs) what's been transpiring most recently in my life is, uh, Thursday night, uh, I used to live here, uh, in Lexington, uh, and my wife and I, uh, just had some unique circumstances that are drawing us back to Michigan, where we both spent most of our life, um, And so I was visiting our our old apartment on Thursday night, uh, to just make sure everything was all right because I haven't been there for almost a month. Just make sure all of our stuff that's still in there is not disappearing or anything like that. And as I was driving home, I was uh, I was on a phone call with uh, one of my accountability partners and and buddies from college, and we were chatting, and all of a sudden this. a uh, large, bright yellow light was off to the left outside of my driver's side door. and um, It wasn't an angel. <laughs> uh, it turned out to be a fireball, um, and my car was on fire. So uh, I'm like, hey, I need to hang up. I think my car's on fire. And so as I pulled over onto the side of the road on Harrodsburg, um, headed into Wilmore, uh i was uh I didn't really know what to do <laughs> uh I was like i I think I need to get out, and as soon as the thought was I need to get out, it was instantly I can see nothing, and there's nothing but smoke all around me, and flames that are very large right outside of my driver's side door, which is what I'm gonna need to exit and so i quick just grabbed all of my stuff out of the passenger seat that was like extremely important for. The class that I needed to take <laughs> this week. Um, and I threw open the door. Um, and as may- maybe many of you know, there's this thing called backdraft that when you open a door, flames t- tend to want to come in. Um, and when I opened the door, the flames that were very, very high and I could see from inside the car, uh, were instantly dissipated. It was just nothing but light. It wasn't even, it was clear. I didn't even see smoke. Um, and like that's that's nothing but the lord's provision and protection. Uh and yeah, this has just been a season in my life of him doing a lot of that of just sustaining me in in brokenness. Um I lost my grandma 3 weeks ago. Uh I lost a niece 6 weeks ago. Um my wife and I moved from here two months ago, um, and there are a lot of times when I'm like, Lord, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I know you're good, I know you're faithful, and I have hope in you, but uh, I can't do it anymore, and I need you to sustain me. And so, that's just kind of a little bit of what's been going on in my life, but uh, no greater testimony than knowing that no matter where my heart is, uh, he is always there looking after me and protecting me, even when my car literally goes up in flames. So, uh,
0: Is there anything sal- salvageable with your car? Uh, no,
10: no.
0: Um, so if, if before, you know, any of you leave, if there's something's on your heart to say it or, or or to pray, I'd like, uh, Michael, I'd like you and me to pray after Matthew's done for, for Zach. I uh, just want to minister to you, Zach. Um, you know, obviously this man is going through the fire. Uh, as soon as, um, Robin mentioned to me what happened, I just, in my heart, I was like, this guy... Has been in the fire. I didn't know any of those other details. Um but uh, the other verse that was on my heart uh was is from Job. And Job is in this you know situation that many of us remember, and he says, I look to the east, to the west, like the Psalmers say. <laughs> I look to the north, to the south, I look up, down. I cannot perceive God. Like Zach saying, I don't know what you're doing. I, I can't grasp what's going on. But then Job says, but I know when I come out, I will come forth as gold. The fire purifies us. And just as Zach was able to see nothing in the midst of that smoke, sometimes we have no idea what God's doing what we're going to do, um, Trenton and Rachel in that place right now, what's going to happen with our lives? Where are you, where are you taking us? I don't know. You, you don't know. But I know this. When we come out of this, when Zach comes out of this, he's coming out as gold. We are coming out as gold. And gold in the Bible is always symbolic of something precious and good It says that the streets are, 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 there's like gold pavement, clear gold. It's it's heavenly stuff. So I just wanted to say that to you guys. And um, I will maybe unpack this in the coming days because for me this seems like a pretty huge word that I got at the retreat personally. And I mentioned briefly to those who came on the retreat. I feel that God showed me in culmination of all I've been going through in recent years. My entire life right now um, amounts to me, the the being, Travis, body, soul, spirit. My entire being is like a giant question mark. Um, And. It, the question mark is it's that little dot, that period underneath, that is the solid rock of, man, I I believe Jesus Christ. I, I know whom I've believed. And all in, within that, it's His blood. I, I ain't got nothing but the blood of Jesus. I believe that I'm forgiven. I believe I get to be with Him. I believe He's here now. Other than that, And again, I'll unpack this later because I want Matthew to to fire away. But I'll unpack this later. But to give you just the next subtitle of that, the title is just question mark treffs. The subtitle are some of the key words. I don't know how to lead you guys. I don't know what it means to be a shepherd in the body of Christ. I don't know... How to be a husband, a dad i don 't know how to pray um, and there's so many other things um i I've been reduced to this puddle of a question mark, but somehow I know this is this is right in the big picture there's a lot of things in my life i'm not even proud of, and i'm also not alluding that it's like some secret sin that i'm hiding from you guys or uh don't know. But I, I'm also not claiming a false ignorance. I'm saying, Geez, I do, I, Jesus Christ. If I'm wrong about that, well, then I'd rather be wrong about everything else. That's the only thing that I've come to, to know is right. Jesus Christ. So if you're anywhere on that spectrum or whatever, I just want to encourage you. Um and Zach, yeah, our our, our heart is believing uh, with you, man. You're you're a man of humility and a man of peace. Um, and the promises in God's word for the humble um, are extraordinary. There's nothing God won't do for a humble person. And uh, in Psalm 37, it says, "You see that man of peace? There's a future for him." All right, um, Matthew. Come and unload on us. Yes, the thirtieth next week, a, a big Saturday. The Wesley Waddle. How many people signed up, Robin? Five hundred forty-two. She's that's like blowing it out of the water, breaking records. That's record breaking, right? Oh yeah. Robin's like, yeah, it's you know, no big deal. I broke the record. We'll celebrate for you. So that's awesome. Um, cheer, cheer on the runners if you're not running uh, or walking yourselves. And uh, we're going to be at a soccer game that morning, cheering for Zion. But then that evening, five p.m., be at the seminary community center. What is that? What it's called? Callis. Callus. Callus Village Community Center. Um, And what Jen and Joseph are are not here tonight, but what was on Jen's heart is to show this film and then minister to people afterwards. The film starts at 6. We're going to set up there at 5 and then tear down afterwards, okay? Uh, It should be pretty minimal, but let's do this together, okay? This is a way we can reach out with our right hand and bless people. And we've even got some help through the video, okay? All right, Matthew.